You're listening to MRP, the Metal Robot Podcast, the podcast about all things metal and everything in between. And welcome to the 14th episode of the podcast. God, 14 episodes. It doesn't feel like it should be 14 episodes, but it's true. We got to 14 episodes. We managed to get past the dreaded 13th episode. And I'm not saying dreaded like I regret that episode ever happening because, no, we had a lot of great discussions in that video, in that episode. But I mean dreaded like, why did this video take so fucking long to edit? Ah! I'll talk more about that in a bit, but this episode we talk about some great female-fronted metal bands and some so-bad-it's-good music videos, and I also get into some reviews for three recently released albums by Of Mice and Men, Austin Taft, and King of Asgard. All of this and more, so stick around. Also, before I get started, actually, uh, if you have a podcast that you need an editor for or you want to make it sound professional, then I have just started up a new gig on Fiverr.com where I will edit your podcast episodes starting at $10 a podcast, depending on the length of the podcast, of course. But for you, special Metal Robot uh, podcast listeners, I've got a special deal for you where I will edit the first five episodes of your podcast for 50% off. Stick around for the podcast to find out how that can happen for you. But with that said, let's not waste much more time, and let's get straight into it. You're listening to MRP, the Metal Robot Podcast. So one of the most recent trends I've seen in metal recently uh, has been female-fronted metal bands. And it's, it's kind of a new trend because for the longest time, of course, we were so fucking weird about having females in metal. I guess because you, you think, if, you st- if you're the kind of person who still thinks women f- shit sparkles, then you are too young to be listening to this podcast. But nonetheless, I think nowadays we become a bit more accepting of bringing in uh, the female community into the metal genre. And to talk more about this, I brought on my good friend, once again, a podcast regular, Colin Sterling. Colin, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Tom. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. I'm so glad to have you back on the podcast. The last one you were on, oh, so long ago, was it the literal literal last episode of the podcast? <laughs> so when am I your when do I officially become the co-host? <laughs> oh, all in due time, my friend. All in due time. Oh, <laughs> uh, actually, funny thing, funny thing about the last episode. Before we get into the topic, I wanted to quickly talk to you about that because the recording was as but as smooth as you can get for that episode, and putting it together in uh, mm-hmm. um, the uh, DAW, my DAW, uh, afterwards was easy as well. But holy fucking shit! Can you imagine how much? fucking how much of a pain in the ass the video was to put together because for whatever reason like okay the podcast came out if i remember correctly on the 14th of april or 16th of april around that time and the video was not out that day the video did not come out that day uh because it was still in the middle of editing i was having problems with the editing software and uh, getting everything put together not to mention time with my work Mm -hmm. So one week later, it Tom, finally sorry, comes out. Second. Oh, and we lost Colin. Okay. Oh, I'm talking to Tom right now. Uh, we're on a podcast. <laughs> I, I even texted her. I am so sorry to. <laughs> I'm so sorry about this, buddy. No worries. No worries. I love it. I love it. Uh, but no, like the, the video portion of the podcast that took so fucking long to finally get together because it was it was a fucking nightmare to edit. It took a week to finally get out, which is why I'm, I'm sure some listeners were disappointed to see. Hey, where's the YouTube version of the, I only listen to podcasts on YouTube. Where is my goddamn podcast? 
So that's what happened last time. Either way, long story short, I love editing, Colin. I love editing so much. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, my you God. Can, if you can tell by my videos, the lack of editing I do is intentional. <laughs> well, you know what? Lucky bastard. <laughs> yeah, I, a funny thing. I was, talk, I was talking with uh, with Tristan of the Metal Trist about that, too. He's like, the lack, like, there's minimal editing, and then there's whatever the fuck I'm doing. But <laughs> well, I was just about to say, with the length of my videos and all that, I feel it should be a podcast, but... <laughs> Eh, I, I don't I feel I don't have the time and the proper equipment and well um recording essentials to start a podcast. Y you have all the essentials, but Tom, we're getting off topic. We're here to talk about female fronted metal bands because let's be real here, from the nineties all the way now to twenty twenty one, like there's been a boom of them. And let's be real as metalheads, they kind of turn us on. Like <laughs> Sure, like, that's a lot of them it. are better than the guys. Yeah, like, I actually I agree with you on that one. There's a lot of metal bands nowadays. Some of my some of my personal favorites. Like I still have my personal favorites where they're like they were before we saw this trend really start to climb. Um, like at least in most in the most recent years. But nowadays, I find like quite a few of my personal favorites are female fronted metal bands. It's kind of a weird trend because I always enjoy, especially when I get the album on my desk uh, for review. Yeah. Like uh, whenever I see, oh, the band has a female in the front or some or a woman in the band, I'm like, OK, this is actually pretty exciting. I want to take a look here because inclusivity and shit uh, also because it can be pretty good. I've noticed in recent days, especially that when you when you give a woman an instrument, they tend to show up any guy that that could easily take that spot. Uh, and the best part is I know it pisses some people off, which is why I love it. <laughs> <laughs> like it's why I love it so much. Uh, but but yeah, no. Like some of my personal favorites are female fronted bands. What about you? What's your take on that? My take is this: female front or just women in metal in general are all built the same as in the fact that they are out to prove that they are better than the guys. Now, this isn't something that's new. No. This has always been the case. Women are always trying to outshow themselves to you know their male competitors you can say right. in a way and you know that makes for great metal whether they be guitarists i find bass is a bit hard because you're you're drowned out by everything else but you know the 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 intent is there to prove that you are better than your male counterparts in the metal industry well, actually funny thing is on the note of uh of female bass players i know there's one bass player i follow uh becky baldwin bass uh, she's phenomenal bass player. Uh, if you ever find any of her mm -hmm. stuff on Instagram or uh, on Facebook or in general, fucking phenomenal bass player. Phenomenal. You don't get a lot of those nowadays, even in the male counterpart. You just don't get a lot of bass players in general. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, when you do, you get some really great ones that shine through. And Becky Baldwin, is my personal opinion, oh, yeah. is, a really, is a really great uh, bass player in general. Uh, but as for female-fronted ones, uh, I'll start with uh, you, Colin. What What is the first one you want to talk about that you uh, that I'm guessing you brought to the podcast? <laughs> the first one I want to talk about, um, honestly, I feel from our country, she is the best, one of our best female vocalists. Um, is, it, is it Unleash the Archers? You know, just, yes, it is yeah. Unleash the Archers. Of course, <laughs> I'm talking about Britney Slays. Um, you know how much I love Unleash the Archers, but... What I love most about Britney Slays is the, it, and I, I went on record and I told her this when I interviewed her, I believe either the first or second time, we, you can find the video on Thrasher's Paradise, me interviewing Alicia Archer's vocalist Britney Slays, but I told her what I love most about her vocal style is, the, is that storytelling aspect because 
especially in the genre day in of power metal, you have to be able to storytell through your vocals and through your lyrics. And for me, there's no one that compares to her in the power metal genre right now. And she's just, she's really good at singing. Let's just leave it at that. She's good at what she does. Dude, I agree with you on that one. I actually, funny thing is, I got a list of female fronted metal bands here, and no joke, she's at number six <laughs> on that entire list. I've got here. <laughs> there's no, there's no particular order. I was literally going in there like, okay, what female fronted metal bands do I enjoy listening to, and which ones do I know about? Okay, yeah. uh, I got the blah 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 blah. Oh yeah, only Sea Archer's in there. I forgot. I put them on the best of the year list in 2020. Let's put them in there. Uh, <laughs> yes. So I, as soon as I start talking, like, well, they're a Canadian band. They got a great vocal. List. I was like, I think I know where you're going with They're this. They're Juno <laughs> nominated too. That is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I that is true. So, Speaking of which, so we find out. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, what the one I actually because uh, this wasn't the, the first one I, I, I was going to point you. out. Yeah, you know who exactly I'm born enough. Uh, Lindsay Schoolcraft is on my list, and for good fucking yes. reason. Not because there's, I'm biased. Not because she's been on the podcast before and on the show before, and me and her are friends on Facebook. But because. <laughs> Because of the fact, <laughs> because Facebook of the fact friends that matter, you know exactly. <laughs> we've had, we, we've 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 met at shows before. It's nothing new, but we. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but the big thing is that the reason why she's on the list is because if you've ever heard any of her uh, of her work, whether it's with Cradle of Filth or with her solo work or even Antiqua, holy shit, she it deserves to be on here and. To be fair, it is technically shouldn't count because it's like just a, it's a solo artist band, right? But the thing is, she she holds her own as as the great as a great front woman for her solo project when she's because you and I we've seen her live, right? Like you have you been to her live show? Oh yeah, yes. So you know exactly yeah, what I'm talking about. We saw her at, at the Rock Without Borders radio shows. Um, yeah, yes, where I she s- did that harp set and it was yes. beautiful. I saw her for the first time at the release show actually for Martyr. Uh, when it, like for the uh, for the release show when she was uh, opened by uh, by Astroth Incarnate and uh, Pussy and uh, <laughs> no she was my not cat op- walked into the camera that's why he said Pussy <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, she was not opened by Pussy she was God <laughs> uh, who was God who was the other oh God I have a sticker Astroth Incarnate right. yeah Astroth Incarnate but someone else oh, I've no. got their sticker oh uh, oh Darkstone Crows Darkstone Crows so. Okay. She- yeah, so she was opened by those by those two acts, and I saw I saw it live there. She she did a phenomenal job at the show as the front woman, and even the back even the backing band with uh, uh Co- with Cody and everybody else. I forgot their names already. They suck. They were all fantastic. She is one of them. Yes, you are right about that. It is funny enough because I interviewed her not knowing she was Lindsay Schoolcraft's bassist because she's the guitarist for a London band called Necrosaurus Rex. Ooh. And what? And I only found out she was Lindsay's bass player after we became Facebook friends. And it was just like, oh, what the hell? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, that was it. But, you know, she did. She I will say she did a good job at the show, too. Everybody at that show did a f- fantastic job. And that's kind of one of the big things that I feel Lindsay Schoolcraft did a great job of. She's a great f- performer. She's a great singer. She's a great songwriter. So 
it was worth mentioning her on the list, which is why I think she, I think is one of the main reasons why she was also Juno nominated. Damn mm-hmm. shame she didn't win, but I'm glad about who did win. I'm glad about that. Striker. Striker's great band. I'm if if anyone yeah. was, if anyone was going to beat out Lindsay Schoolcraft, I'm glad it was Striker. But we're getting off topic here. Uh, yes, Colin, we, need, we need to continue talking <laughs> about the amazing female fronted bands, we, not just in our country, but all over the world. Yeah, we need to keep talking about uh, about women who are better than everybody. So, uh, Colin, who's who's the next one you got? Um, the next one I got, I think without question, she is currently one of the bigot, bigger female vocalists in the metal genre right now. She has taken the world by storm. And obviously I'm talking about Tatia of Ginger oh, from the Ukraine. Oh, yes. Oh my God. Ginger is amazing. <laughs> And obviously, we all know of her mainly because of the Pisces live studio video that was released to the Napalm Records uh, YouTube video and or YouTube channel. And that just simply enough blows you away to what her vocal range is and how good she is at what she does. Oh, dude, hands down. That is that is a that is a metal converter is what I call because that is that's one of the ones that shocks non metalheads enough to buy an album. That's great. <laughs> it's it's fantastic. Yeah. Oh my god. A funny thing. I actually for a different video that's hopefully going to be coming out this week. Uh, I set, I brought my buddy the only one to uh, Corey Corey Davies from college. Uh, the only one to on YouTube. Corey. And, yes. Yeah. I sat him down to watch some metal music videos. <laughs> Ooh, oh no. We. Uh, oh, I got some great suggestions for that one. It. He got weirded out to shit, but one thing he loved was Ginger. Ginger was one of the big ones that he enjoyed. He so much so that he that he was like, "Hey, yo, uh, my hey, uh, my my girlfriend might be interested. How would you, uh, Tatiana? Tatiana, how would you hit her up? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> that was great. It was uh, so. Long story short, he enjoyed Ginger, and I don't fault him for that. I agree. Uh, but what aside from Tatiana, like, uh, is there any part of the band that you that you thoroughly enjoyed about them? Like, aside from Pisces? Oh, uh, God, yes. Like, in general, like, the, the group as a whole is pure perfection from the Ukraine. Like, they come from a country that's not really known for having a huge metal scene. And they just kind of broke out. And be honest, like you might know them from Pisces, but they have so many other stellar songs. One of my personal favorites is Who's Gonna Be The One, which is just a hard-hitting, brutal track, which is off of the same record of, no, a different record of Pike. <laughs> yes. Ah, English. It's off of their first record. And it's so stellar. There's also I Speak Astronomy, which is great. Um, Perennial, which came off of the micro EP, and that that one was a standout from that one. Like, they're the fact that they're not even like 10 years into this metal famous, and you can already name off a handful of songs, should already tell you just how good Ginger is. And I will say this I got really pissed off when I didn't go see them when they came to Toronto. Oh, I w- I've seen a couple of clips of their live shows, and my God, I want to go so fucking badly. And yes. But yeah, I agree. We have to go as soon as they come. Yes, 100%. <laughs> even, <laughs> even if they come bef- um, before this whole COVID thing is over, I'm like, fuck it, I'm risking it. <laughs> Let's go. Well, hazmat suit up. Ha- well, hazmat suit up. We'll show up in fucking dinosaur costumes if we have yeah. to. Uh, but, but the funny yes. thing, I agree with the uh, the instrumental part uh, that you were talking about. 
about because one thing I've noticed, especially with Pisces, these guys are a sort of metalcore band, but they've got the fucking chops to be a, pro a prog metal band. Hands down. They've got a lot of progressive yeah. tendencies with them, and they don't shy away from it at all. It's 100% they're fantastic. And if you have not heard Ginger already, dear listener, you should fucking change that right away because that's it's a crime if you have not heard Ginger at least once, at least once. Uh, anyways, uh, one another one I wanted to bring up. This one's not one of my personal favorites, but they're slow. But I just got both of their of their albums that are out. Uh, a, a band called Vintersea. I talked about them last episode with you, Colin. Uh, the one that I sh uh, okay. Yeah, I, th I talked about it. Uh, Were they the French one you interviewed? French. No, that's Akiavel, actually. But that also is on my list because my god, they're okay. good. Uh, no, Akiavel's good. Mm -hmm. They're like melodic death metal. Check them out. But Vintersea is a different one. They're the they're the uh, melodic blackened weird thing I told you about last time. Yes. Yes. Because oh, yes. holy sh! I first heard Illuminated, uh, which is like the song off the mo the most recent EP, and I heard that song and I was like, okay, I'm fucking hooked. This is really good heavy shit. She kind of reminds me a lot of a bit of like Tatiana, but American, and also not as fucking like mind blowing, but still fucking amazing. If you get a chance to hear her, to see, it's sort of like a cross between. Uh, blackened death metal, but also very melodic metal at the same time. It's a weird combination. I've never heard personally anything like them. I can't draw too many comparisons with these guys. They're one. They're a solely unique band that you have to hear on your own. Anyways, that's my recommendation. Colin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, you know, the more and more we talk about it, the more and more it just we just pass on probably one of the first successful female fronted metal bands and we should talk about them because they played a, and more importantly she has played a huge role in the upbringing of female bands that have gotten into this popularity now are you and referring no, I'm not to talking who about, i think you if i might sorry it's, cut you it's off. not it's not doro it's not doro i know it's not her it's not joan jett it's not who uh who's that famous guitarist that did that aussie song uh oh, lita fuck. ford it's not lita yeah, ford yeah i'm talking about tara and nightwish oh because to this day, Durin, yes. she is still she is still considered the greatest female vocalist in all of the metal genre. And she doesn't scream. She doesn't do the, you know, the arch enemy, Alessa Whitelaw stuff. She doesn't do any of that. She does the opera sound. And the fact that her voice as a professionally trained opera singer stands heavier than a lot of the other bands and a lot of the other male bands to stay a lot about what Nightwish did for themselves because they created the greatest Finnish metal band to ever come out of Finland. And they are recognized as that to this. Like even the bassist Marco went on to Finland mask singer and won it. Like you don't <laughs> hear about that every day. And Nightwish will forever go down as one of the best female fronted bands. They're definitely one of the pioneers, especially of the symphonic metal genre as a whole, uh, of female fronted bands and, yeah. and symphonic metal. And uh, yeah, Tarja Tullerin is definitely made of all the vocalists that Nightwish has had over the years, as uh, because Tarja is no longer with the band, obviously, but of all the fucking, yeah. of all the vocalists that have come out, even uh, Floor Jensen, uh, Floor Jensen, I think that's how you pronounce her name, She's fantastic, but still, Tarja Tudunin, yeah. in my opinion, is the fucking, is the queen of Nightwish. Hands yes. down. I almost said king Obviously, in a desperate no fit of like, to her. <laughs> I almost said king in like a desperate <laughs> fit of like, oh my God, this is amazing. But I was like, wait, no, don't do that. <laughs> 
what can I say? Like, words just come out of my mouth and there's no way to stop them. I don't know what to tell you, but <laughs> but I agree. Nightwish is one of the is one of the big pioneers of that one. Like they were the ones that kind of started it all, especially uh, when you think about it, like with uh, a band like Epica, who is on my list. Epica is like, they kind of came afterwards, but if, any, if I had to choose actually between Nightwish and Epica, I don't know why. I guess Epica is actually the one I usually go to the most. Now, there's a reason for that though. I love mm -hmm. Nightwish to death, but I also like the fact that Epica is also doing their own thing. They're both female-fronted symphonic yeah. metal bands, but it feels like Epica is leaning way more towards the death metal aspect. Like they're incorporating way more. You, could probably, you could probably thank the founder, Mark Jensen, uh, for that because he's been in a lot of death metal bands even before Epica. Uh, yeah, I know. Fuck yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, Epica is like, that's what I go to because it's like, it's clearly like epic, hence the name, but also it's fucking yeah. brutal. Have you, that you've heard the most recent album. You know exactly what I'm talking about with that. Holy shit. Yeah, they are truly, so I never got Epica until I sat down and listened to the entirety of Omega. Now Omega, I understand yeah. what the purpose of Epica is. Hi, baby. Hi. Sorry, my, my cat kitty. decided to join me. Yes. You, Hi, you, you have a pussy. <laughs> I was about to go Rammstein. Uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you host. Exactly, yes. This is Katsun. <laughs> okay, I'm putting you down because you're starting to get bitey. Oh, that's not fun. That's not fun at all. Oh, my God. No, it's not. No, Scott. no, no, no. Uh, but if I can ask, if I can actually interject uh, with another no, one, Scott. no, Scott, no, Scott. If I can interject, yes, interject with another one, uh, just getting off the uh, symphonic metal train, uh, Evanescence, of course, is one of the big ones that you got to mention because uh, they're they're the ones that mm -hmm. like I wouldn't say they're the best of the symphonic female fronted metal style, but they're one of the few ones that broke into the mainstream. Like, it, there's not a single person yeah. nowadays who doesn't at least know the opening to Bring Me to Life. There's not a single person I can think of. I literally did it as a meme in one of my videos. That's how fucking influential these guys are. Yeah. I don't do. I know. You don't start. You don't see me trying to fucking poorly perform. Bring me to life unless it's for a joke and or anything for a joke and. And fucking, you gotta bring Evanescence in there for the goth yeah. purposes, of course. But Jesus Christ, these guys are influential as hell. Yeah, but no, Tom, you know, it's kind of, I, I'm wearing the shirt and we should talk about them because they, they are, are on one of, they, they are, are on my one list. of the pioneers of that, of that amazing Swedish melodic death metal sound. And of course, we're talking about Arch Enemy. In the beginning, we're not female fronted. And yeah. as time went on, they became it. And holy shit, they set the bar with songs like Root of All Evil, personally, one of my favorite albums. Nemesis, and how can we all forget one for no, no, well, oh, shit, what's that one? What album? No, you that is Nemesis. Uh, oh, god. <laughs> oh, god, uh, what? damn it, I gotta go. Will to power, I gotta go. Yeah, no, no, not will to power. No, 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 uh, that is a good one, though. oh, it is. No, I'm talking about the one before. Hold on, hold on, let me <laughs> let me do my uh, simple. I've got, I've got a little oh, hits. here we go, here we go. It's off. Oh, we will rise. Mm, there we go. Okay. Yes, off of 2003, Anthems of Rebellion. Yeah, actually, the funny thing is, but I, I remember he reading somewhere, because uh, like you mentioned, Arch Enemy was not always a female-fronted band, and you're right about that. Angela Gasso oh. was the first female-fronted, uh, female-front woman to come up to Arch Enemy before Elisa Whitelose. Yeah. But before that, we had a guy who is Johan Lilva, I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, Lilva? Mm -hmm. If anybody here is Swedish and is laughing at me right now, I'm sorry. Anyways, so uh, with... 
but that's the funny thing. Once, because uh, that once uh, uh, Angela Gasso came on as the front woman, I remember he- reading that people were fucking pissed about that when that happened. Because this was this was back in like what 2000, 2001? This is in the early days before female fronted metal bands were a thing. And the fact that a woman came on and replaced a man, people were not happy about that. They didn't like it. They didn't, when it was first announced, from what I heard. Uh, but of course nowadays, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Especially back then, not surprised. Especially with metal, we're we we pride ourselves on being a very accepting uh, community, but. Even we have our own fucking like we have our own demons that we deal that we all deal with when it comes to our own. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. What's what I'm looking for? Well, well, uh, f- oh, when we deal with our own demons, of course. But is that was that the term? You'll, I don't know. I, I, I'm probably just I'm probably just throwing it out there because it sounds cool. But uh, f- but our own uh, biases, I think, maybe is the word I'm, I was looking for. Uh, because maybe. As, well, because like everyone knows, like at this, by this point, metal. Even though, again, yeah. once we're a very accepting bunch. We're very much white boys. A three thousand. Um, hold on, hold on. As as a metalhead, you know we're very cautious about who we let into the community and who we embrace and who we enjoy because we're not sure if they truly appreciate metal back. Some people could just be doing it just for the hell of it, or they're in it for to try and make money. You know, like. There are so many different things. Like every metalhead will not agree on everything. Okay. True. Some some believe Sabaton's the greatest power metal band to ever come out of Sweden. Others do not agree with that. And that's others okay. Think, you know, others think as Limp metalheads. Biscuit's a good band. Uh- <laughs> hey, Limp Biscuit. Limp I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I went past my Limp Biscuit face. I was say, like, where are you going with this? <laughs> If this was high school, me, I'll be like, Limp Biscuits in the house, y'all. And now oh, it's fuck. just like, why Why was I listening to them? Why oh, was I God. listening to New Metal in 2017? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, New Metal came up with some good we'll ones. We'll never but know. Getting, yeah, but we're getting sidetracked here. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, no, Arch Enemy, I, remember, I did read that, yeah, they were not originally accepted with uh, Angela Gasso. But I guess I think once yeah. that uh, their first album she did came out in 2000, if I remember which one it was, it was uh, Wages of Sin, I think, was the first one. She, at that point, I think mm. everybody heard that she could fucking cut teeth and were like, I'm shut the hell right up right now. Yeah. Yeah. So I, at that point, yeah, at no. that point, I think it paved the way from that point forward for like female fronted death metal, which is like unheard yeah. of before then. Huge. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, we're coming close to the end of the segment uh, here. Do you have any more you want to recommend? Yeah. Uh, any more I want to recommend? Well, I would like to shout one out. She was one of Canada's first female metal musicians, uh, Lee Aaron. And, you know, without her, you know, and a lot of the other front women of Great Past, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have the women of metal that we do now. And, I bring her up more because of her song, Metal Queen, which she intentionally wrote to empower other female metalheads to do what to be to do what they set their minds to and to be the queens of their metal community in a way. And that is just a beautiful song. If you if you're into that old 70s, 80s metal sound, you're going to enjoy Metal Queen by Lee Aaron. Mm. Enough said. Fair. Hey, you know what? You got me hooked already. So I'll look it up afterwards. Uh, that a couple, a couple, I do want to like re- uh, mention as like an honorable mention. Of course, we were talking very quickly about uh, Doro Pesh, Warlock, um, Hailstorm. It's one of my personal favorites. Lizzie Hale, please uh, message me. Uh, <laughs> uh, Cobra and the. <laughs> 
Cobra and the Lotus from Calgary, Alberta. Can't ah, go wrong with so them. So fucking good. Uh, Spirit Box, of course. You can't forget about Spirit Box. Uh, Blackbriar, uh, which I'm not sure if you know who they uh, yes, are. Yes, the, uh, of the course Dutch, you know who they are. Dutch metal band, of course. Uh, Lutheral from Hamilton, Ontario, fronted by Krista Shipperbottom, who is truly stellar. Album three is on the way. Well, I hope I I hope you hear that one soon, and uh, hopefully Luthor didn't is not mad. I made a an uh, arch enemy agonist comparison in the last review I did. Anyways, Dialith is next. Uh, Dialith was great. Uh, <laughs> Dialith is like symphonic metal, uh, like fucking think think like Epica symphonic metal. Only there's no uh, Mark Jensen of the group. It's all female front. It's all like. Great vocal, great, fantastic vocals. And of course, we can't forget Cecile Monique from Canada. Fantastic, uh, fantastic vocalist. You talked with her actually on your show. Yes, I had the pleasure of interviewing her for Thrasher's Paradise. And it is a very interesting interview because that was the last one I did my little game called Thrasher Trash, which is now, which was now picked up by Jayhawk Films for their music review show. So I am kind of looking for my royalties, <laughs> even though I didn't legally... I didn't regal, legally do anything to obtain the name and the <laughs> rights to it. I'm still a bit salty, but I'm over it because it's Chris and Julian. So, oh, of course, of course. At that point, at that point, they're, they're Canadian sweethearts. So I think we can let them get away with that. Uh, all right, Colin. Hey, thank yeah. you, Colin, thank you so much, for, so much for that segment. Stick around a little bit longer. We're going to okay. get into uh, the best, so bad that it's good music videos right after this. Okay. If you're looking for a place to hang out talk about metal, share memes, and just stick around, then you should join the Metal Robot Discord server. It's been around for a bit, and I know that not everybody has Discord, but to that I say, why the hell not? It's a fun place to be to talk with literally anybody. It's kind of like Skype and Messenger rolled into one, only it's not owned by Facebook, as far as I know, and it's not a dicky place to go. It's a lot of fun, and it's free for Windows, Mac, and, mo and anything on mobile. I have it on my phone, I have it on my computer. I literally load it up uh, when I'm at work, when, you know, a place where it doesn't have the app, because you can load it up on the website if you log in. Granted, I'm not sponsored by Discord, I want to make that perfectly clear, but I mean, if I was sponsored, I wouldn't be opposed to it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Discord hit me up. Uh, but the Metal Robot Discord server is a great place to go if you want to talk about literally anything. Right now, we've been sharing a lot of memes in there, but if you want to talk about some metal music, not metal music, you want to share your art, you want to talk about movies, TVs, uh, you want to talk about anime, literally anything you can think about that you want to share with people, you want to talk about Come on in. Let's talk about it. Let's share share with us your amazing knowledge with on uh, on these particular topics. So if any of that sounds like fun to you, then join the Metal Robot Discord server. Link is in the show notes. You're listening to MRP, the Metal Robot Podcast. All right, we've officially reached the review portion of the podcast, where I take a look at three albums from the previous week. Uh, that's at least that's what I'm going for today, and we talk about them very briefly. Today, let's take a look at the albums. Oh boy, of mice and men bloom. This might be a bloodbath. Just warning you right now. Get the get the umbrella out. <laughs> okay. Last time I talked about the Metalcore Sad Boy 3000 group was a couple of years back with Defy. I think I remember correctly. I pulled little to no punches on that one. Uh, it was not pretty. You can check out the review on the YouTube channel. But looking back, maybe I was a bit harsh on that album, as apparently a lot of Of Mice and Men detractors thought that it was the best thing they've done in years. So, okay, 
how about I give these guys another go with the latest EP, Bloom. And listening to it, admittedly, I was a bit more harsh than I should have been to these guys in the first place. I mean, it still sounds like someone wiped it with sandpaper with the recording booth, but these guys have definitely improved since 2014. And looking back, I definitely say the same thing about the last album. What I do enjoy about Bloom, specifically, is the clear intensity displayed with the metalcore bluntness. That chug 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 of the guitars is very synonymous with the metalcore genre. It's as much a staple of metalcore as being a dick is with Gene Simmons. And the vocals aren't that bad either. They really aren't. The guitarist for the band uh, is the one who stepped up for the band after the last sad boy left the band. And really, he's got the chops to pull it off. He's got the chops to really step up to the plate. But yeah, it's still just metalcore fluff to me. It's not as bad as I remember it being, but the best thing going for it at this point really is the fact that the whole thing is just 12 minutes. Because if I had to sit through 40 minutes of uninspired, uncreative metalcore dribble, I'd honestly want Omni-Man from Invincible to splatter my brains against the fucking floor. But yeah, this is metalcore. This is what it's supposed to sound like. But at the end of the day, like, could they not try anything new at least? I would have loved to have seen some, do, them do something interesting, something new that we haven't heard before. But with what well, we've got, diehard metalcore fans, they will enjoy it. I can at least recommend it to you guys. For me though, nine and a half out of 15, it's the best I can confidently give. Okay, the only way I can describe Austin Taft's skeletons is, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, when you think you know where these things are going, this album says, I choose confusion and spins to something completely different. The first track sets up, uh, sets you up for thinking that's gonna be like a weird heavy metal industrial hybrid with some of the most uncomfortable lyrics that I've ever heard. With cum filled with blood, like a sacrificial slut. I'm sorry, I wasn't really looking to hear lyrics written by Marilyn Manson, okay? I was not really looking for that, thank you very much. Uh, but the album actually keeps going from there, and we it drastically changes in the fucking second track to prog metal. Prog metal, I do mean prog metal. No joke, I think Rush deserves a licensing credit here. Like, uh, <laughs> they deserve a second credit for writing. Um, but it just keeps changing from there. I'm pretty sure with all the genre changes throughout the entirety of the album, I got major whiplash. I Like, it was fucked up. It was really fucked up. And you know the weird part of it all? I actually kind of liked it. <laughs> like, this is a journey that only the daring shall tread, but I can't say I didn't have a good time in a weird, psychotic kind of way. It's It makes no sense sometimes. Sometimes you could even expect some of these songs to play on rock radio if it was a bit shorter. But one thing is for sure, no matter where you go on this album, you're never bored. Hands down, you're never bored. And if you listen to all the way through, oh, you're definitely not gonna be bored. It's not a great album. After all, the whiplash will give you more brain damage than the time you slept and fell in the Slayer Pit. But with a solid 12 out of 15, you won't be bored. I promise you that this will not be a boring album for you. King of Asgard. I'm not even gonna try to pronounce that, that name. Like, what? Svartervier? Svartsvier? Svan Solda? Fuck it, I'm not even gonna attempt it. Uh, but this album is a black metal treat. A chaotic black metal treat. This is the kind of Viking black and death metal, yet 
also just a black metal album that you could take home to your parents and scare the shit out of them. That's that kind of album. It's fantastic. It's dreary. It's ominous. It's also intense and fucked up in the head. It takes a while to get going, but once you get going, you can't say you're not enjoying yourself like the good little Nordic demon you are. Though, be warned, this is black metal. And not only that, actually, that's, un that's underselling it. That's not the right description. This is Viking black metal. I do mean Viking black metal. The Nordic script on the album cover and the fact that these guys are called King of Asgard should have tipped you off almost immediately. If you're not into role-playing with the pillaging and the horned hats that really didn't actually exist in real life, don't have me, then you're going to have a very stressful time with all the berserker rage going on. But as for the rest of you black metal vikings, 13 out of 15 should hold you down very nicely. So for those of you who don't know already, for the last year or so, I've been doing voiceovers for plenty of YouTube people on Fiverr, some small YouTubers who want uh, a voice that like mine for their channels. And recently I set up a new uh, gig on Fiverr for podcast editing, because I've been doing this podcast for uh, quite a while as well, and I've learned a lot about audio and editing these podcasts, what it's like to put them together, and how to make them sound as good as they possibly can. And now, I want to pass off my knowledge to you. I want to pass, I want to give my skills to your benefit. And I, for this gig, I'm starting off with $10 for 15-minute podcasts, and it can go up from there, $30 for 30-minute podcasts, 60-minute for 60-minute podcasts and up. Um, but I want to give a bit of a deal to you, dear Metal Robot listener, I want to give you the first five episodes of the podcast completely half off. So if you're going for the $10 package, $5, $30, $15, to $30. Now, how do you go about becoming the lucky person to get half off? Well, the first thing you have to do is make sure that you are following me on, make sure you follow me on Twitter at The Metal Robot. And at the time of this podcast being released, there is a tweet posted there uh, under the hashtag Metal Robot Podcast, or as well as hashtag Fiverr Robot Podcast. So hashtag Fiverr Robot Podcast. And on that tweet, I want you to make sure you have liked the tweet and retweeted it. And all as well, make sure that you've shared out the Fiverr link for uh, the podcast gig. And once you've done that, if you've met all those requirements, you will be entered into a pool that, from that pool, I will select a random person to win the contest. And that lucky person will have the first five episodes of their podcast, whether it's a new podcast or one that's been going on for a little bit. I will have that podcast edited, the first five episodes, for half off. Once again, the first five episodes edited for half off. All you have to do is like the tweet, retweet the tweet, make sure you're following me on tw uh, Twitter, at The Metal Robot, and make sure you tweet out the Fiverr gig as well. Links to uh, my Twitter, as well as the Fiverr gig, are down in the description, along with the rules for this contest. So once again, like and retweet on Twitter, at The Metal Robot, share out the Fiverr gig, and you might have a chance to get your podcast edited for half off. Sound good? Well, with that said, let's get back into the podcast. Let's talk about some so-bad-that-they're-good metal music videos with Colin Sterling. Enjoy. You're listening to MRP. The Metal Robot Podcast. All right, welcome back to the podcast. So, 
for for Colin, that was like a split three seconds. Uh, for, but for everybody right. else, we just went into some to a couple commercials and a couple of uh, uh, rev uh, reviews. Which once again, uh, I do want to mention: if you are uh, going back to what I said earlier, if you have a podcast you want to get off the ground and you're looking for an editor, the best way to get a best deal for podcast editing from yours truly on Fiverr is to go back and listen to the rules of uh, the contest. With that said, Colin, welcome back. How are you doing? Uh, you know, a lot has happened in the time since we, we last talked on this podcast. Um, I got a bit hungrier. I got a bit excited. And, you know, it's, it's, it's still a day to watch hockey, so I'm not complaining. <laughs> Actually, speaking of hockey for a split second, who's playing uh, tonight? Do you know? Because I I, uh, I can't remember who's yes, playing. Yes, Game 7, Montreal versus Toronto Ooh. in Toronto. Big deal. Big deal for Canada. 550 fans are allowed to watch the game inside Scotiabank Arena. Hell They're yeah. fully vaccinated healthcare workers. I think it's awesome. You know, 550 is huge for us. To the States, that's nothing because they're already at almost full capacity in all of their venues. I don't care. This is going to be great time. I can't wait to see the Leafs choke and lose in Game 7 once again. Yes! <laughs> go, Habs, go! <laughs> <laughs> I, if they do win, I have no regrets for what I just said. I still if, believe they'll choke. If the Leafs do, if the Leafs do win, I was like, well, carry the Canadian torch, please. Don't lose again, please. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? I've got faith what in my hands. Why are you giving up? No, well, okay, no okay. Tom. I will never, I will never drop the Habs flag ever. But if someone has to represent Canada, I would, I would be okay with the Leafs as long as they don't fuck it up again. Remember, you guys haven't won a cup since the '60s. Don't fuck up now, okay? Break that streak. <laughs> Except not until af until after if you beat the the Habs. Before then, uh, more than happy, lose yes. the game. Anyways, so <laughs> best, yes, so yes, bad yes. it's good music videos in metal. <laughs> this is what I love about talking with you. We go on so many weird tangents, it's, yes. and we get so off topic, but it makes for great content. So, uh, <clears throat> well, what? that's because we have great chemistry outside of, you know, the podcast. And everything. Yeah. We're, we're real life good friends. Yes, like, exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> I agree with you on that one. Absolutely. So th that's, that's one of the best things about bringing on. Well, of course, that's what, that's one of the best things about bringing down this fucking podcast. <laughs> Infinite content as soon as you come Thank on. You. Um, so we, I mentioned oh, this. Course. I mentioned this to you earlier. We're gonna play a game about, with this. So the we collected. I okay. hope you collected as well. Three of three so oh, yes. bad that they're good music videos in metal. And we're not talking about the yeah. music. We're talking about the music videos. And uh, the the way this is okay. gonna work is you and I are going to go. That we're gonna start uh, the first person to describe the three music videos they have. Uh, they're going to, and after they're described, the goal for the other person is to pick which one is the best. So bad it's good music video among the ones that you that are brought up and then we'll flip it over to the next person okay and then we'll have those final two music videos compete against each other so colin let's start with you what music yeah. videos have you brought for us today well obviously when it comes to my first one i think this is the epitome of it when the band themselves consider them the worst metal band in the entire world this music video when it came out like no one had any expectations for it no one knew what to expect, especially with this band. And the fact that this song got way popular, but way popular and was a hit. And they, that made them go, what the hell is a lot of people's issues? 
I am referring to the Green Jelly Three Little Pigs music video. It's a claymate. Oh, you don't, you've never seen it. No, please go into detail about oh what the God. fuck happened. <laughs> so essentially what it, the song the song title gives it away. It's the it's the story of the three little pigs and a big bad wolf. But only the three little pigs are a hick, a stoner, and the, and an architect who's the son of a millionaire rock star. <laughs> so, obviously, you know, the big bad wolf, he goes through this claymation, this claymation musical video, and eats, the, you know, destroys the first two houses, doesn't eat them because they're still alive when they go to their brother's house. You know, of course, PG. architect and all. Of course, the architect, you know. Builds a nice looking house. Big Wolf tries to blow it down. You know, didn't work. And, you know, you think, oh, the song's over. It's not because this poor little wolf is massacred to death by none other than Rambo. <laughs> Hold on. Wait, wait. Back up. Back up. When did Rambo enter the story? <laughs> uh, when, he, when the wolf couldn't blow down the house. The pig's what called the Rambo. Again, my picks are just based off of the fact that when you talk about them, it's what the it a lot of them for me are the what the fuck factor. That was the main for me for so bad it's good. And to me, there's nothing that epitomizes that more than this particular music video for (laughs) Three Little Pigs by Green Jelly. No kidding. (laughs) All right. All right, I'm already leaning towards one, but let's hear the other two. What's the next one? The next one is now these next two are by the same band. They are both by Nettle War Steel. Of course. And <laughs> I picked them because yes, comedic bands are supposed to be funny, but when you talk about the concepts, you really just think to yourself, why the hell is this a music video? Right. Like, really, why? So the first one I want to talk about. Oh, hi, my love. My <laughs> little Kalida has joined me again. Aww. Chico, I love you. Please leave me alone now. Um, no, so the first one I want to talk about is their latest song that came out. And the issue with it is it's not an English title. Mm. There's two titles for it. They did two versions of the song. Right. And this, okay, this is an Italian band. So obviously one version's in Italian. Yeah. The other one's in German. What the hell? So okay. no, en- so anyway, no English version. In German. Okay, no. So in German, the song is called The Flock des Captain Lago or Log Lu. In Italian, it's La Madlezzo de Captain Fediso. Fedisa. I totally understood what that meant. Yeah, Go I, on. I apologize. I, ap- I apologize to the German and Italian listeners <laughs> of Tom's podcast if I horribly massacred your your language oh don't worry we, 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 <laughs> i'm sure they'll forgive you at some point uh for my mispronunciation that's um, uh, the this, Swedes won't forgive me but i'm sure they'll forgive you i'm sure the germans will forgive you go on <laughs> so the music video for this starts off with two co-workers one is hungry in the lunchroom and he and he wants to eat something and the other co-worker pulls out a box of fish sticks, saying they were the best. While the hungry co-worker pulls out a can of tuna, saying this was the best. And what happens? You go into an animation of this captain who just one punches a fish and will get 60 sticks of fish sticks. And he ends up fighting this other captain of another boat who's a t- canned tuna capturer. 
So while this animation is going on of them fighting, in the real world, these two co-workers are having an Italian cook-off to see what's better. His fish sticks or this can of tuna with pasta. <clears throat> and at this time, there's another co-worker in the lunchroom trying to get his lunch. And they're telling him basically to screw off. We're in the middle of something. Anyways, sadly, the battle between the two captains has finished. They're Both their boats are sinking and... The captain of the fish sticks didn't make it as he titaniced the fish sticks, making sure they lived to see another day. Good anyways, for the fish. <laughs> in the real world, the two. Yes. Anyways, in the real world, the two are done cooking. They're about to eat. What happens? That third coworker who was in the lunchroom pulls out a homemade lasagna from his mama. Now, of course, what's the ideal thing to do? Get rid of that food you just spent all that time cooking and take a piece of lasagna. <laughs> okay <laughs> what what a fucking journey oh my god yeah oh um and th then my last one this one is just uh, the epitome of what the fuck so this is th now this is the music video for the song and then i noticed that she was a gargoyle so what <laughs> so yeah so the song is entitled and then i noticed that she was a gargoyle so it's late night. This guy goes to a bar to drink his sorrow of the way. He starts talking to the guy beside him about this girl he met online. You know, everything was going great. They had a love of medieval architecture. You know, everything was going well. He took her out for a fancy dinner and then he realized she was a gargoyle. So, you know, the guy beside what him. What tipped you off? Was it the stone titties or the stone eyes? What was it? Well, hold on, hold on. You know, you know. <laughs> The guy beside him was trying to be supportive, you know, was trying to be nice and all. And But he was confused. And he goes, what do you mean by gargoyle? Was she ugly? Was she fat? What do you mean? And then he looks at him and says, no, he was, she is literally a gargoyle. <laughs> and what do you have? This nice five-star Italian restaurant, this guy drinking wine and what's his date? A literal stone gargoyle. And everyone's looking at him like, what the hell? <laughs> So anyways, he goes on to just realizing he's in love with the gargoyle and starts making out with the gargoyle. That and then must... that guy that was also <laughs> and then the guy who was talking to him at the bar ends up going off to um make sweet love to a building. So you wanna run up by me one more time? <laughs> he does so the guy what? at the bar. No, the guy at the bar goes, finds a building and makes love to it. Fully clothed, of course, of course. You don't want to oh. get that, you know. Stone burn. <laughs> I was about to say that. I promise you, that's not going in. I don't think. No. I mean, if there was a hole. Oh, I'm sure. But do you really <laughs> think that's going to be a good idea? Because <laughs> really, no. how much will be left afterwards? <laughs> Ow! <laughs> so again, I picked my my music videos in theory just based off the concept of why the hell does this exist? And it ends up just being the most hilarious thing you've watched. I hope I fulfilled your needs and requirements for the music videos, Tom. I do apologize if I didn't. No, oh no, I think I think I think you went above and beyond with that one. <laughs> um, so oh, okay. If I okay, so essentially our choices here are. 
are uh, three little Rambo pigs. Massacring yeah, a pig. Rambo massacre a pig. Yeah, Rambo massacre a pig. Okay, okay. Um, or <laughs> uh, Mom's lasagna. Mom's lasagna. Or I fucked a gargoyle. Let me think. Uh, yeah. I think... <laughs> I See, think the- I think this would be better if we sh- if I actually showed you the music video, so then you got an actual opinion. Oh, well, I got better. I think I got a pretty good opinion on this one. Uh, f- <laughs> I have to say the fuck. <laughs> The, hands down, fucking gargoyles is what is the best thing I've ever fucking heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> that it, that's be my personal favorite of the bunch. Okay, so okay, uh, all right. So, of course, I also brought on a couple music videos too. Not sure if they line up with fucking gargoyles, but I will try anyway. So, I can't take credit okay. for finding I'm this all one. Ears. This one was actually they found for me uh, thanks to uh, thanks to a comment on Facebook. Thank you, Marty Steele of Shadow Cult ah, for breaking the law. Breaking the law by Judas. <laughs> breaking Priest. the law by Judas Priest. So, <laughs> if for whatever reason you have not seen the video, first of all, it's a great song, hands down. I I love that song. It's a classic, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, it's not my it's not my favorite Judas Priest song, but it's it's a classic, hands down. The video is a product of its. Fucking time, swear to God. So, best way to describe it, from start to finish, so our protagonist, Mr. Rob Halford, is driving down the highway ready to commit a robbery of a bank, right? Standard, standard setup, right? When he shows up, his his uh, cohorts are Amish men with guitar cases <laughs> who then go into the bank and they hold up the bank with guitars while our lead vocalist... <laughs> does some fucking weird crab dancing shit. Oh, I hit the desk. Does some weird crab dancing shit, <laughs> dancing around, like pointing, doing the fucking lead singer shit in the bank as if that's supposed to be intimidating. And apparently it's working. They're getting through the bank. The security guards, he, yep. he, we kept the security guard every once in a while and he's looking at this like, what the fuck is going on? Because <laughs> apparently he's the viewer. Um, and... <laughs> They, they managed to successfully rob the bank and hold up the entire bank with the power of music and they get away with the money. At which point, the security guard, instead of stopping the robbery, decides, hey, let me get out my guitar that I totally know how to play and start jamming along to this song as the band gets away with all the money. That has to be, I you would think that it would be like, the, mo- the cheesiest 90s music video ever, even cheesy for the 90s. But no, this came out in the fucking 70s back then. Yeah. Which is, hey, you know what? It's, again, a great song, but I want to know what kind of shit the director was on when they made that video. Because just describing it, I'm thinking, why? The choices are interesting for sure. Have you ever yeah. tried to hold up a bank with guitars? No, I-, I never attempted to. I never wanted to rob a bank, but if I would, I don't think I would use a guitar. Let's just say that, that in the real world, that, does, that doesn't actually work. Uh, <laughs> anyways, so that's that's that first one. The second one I got is uh, from a bit of an un, a bit more unknown, unless you are a fan of Jared Dines, have, have been a fan for a while. The Order of Elijah, uh, new line of defense. These guys are a metalcore band from, I'm guessing, somewhere maybe towards the Middle East. And musically... It's metalcore. Like, if you were a fan of metalcore, you're going to enjoy this band. The video is possibly (laughs) the most, like, I want to say that these guys must have had fun making the video, but no. So it starts essentially, like, the majority of the video is either the band doing some weird, like, dance moves where they're fucking pumping, thrusting the air. (laughs) Like, they're doing fucking 
chest pumps, or the vocalist who looks like a cracked out M. Shadows is just walking along, following the camera as the camera backs up, doing like, trying to act tough, like, walking, I'm a tough guy, boom, boom, into the ground as if nothing's there, as if something's there, but nothing's there. <laughs> and, and of course, it, the guitar player, at some points, the guitar player standing on top of a dam, which I, th I thought that part was pretty cool. Although the part where he tries to act like he's soloing like Dimebag Daryl when it's just a breakdown, I thought was weird. <laughs> a very interesting choice. And overall, it just, it's a pain to watch for whatever. It's like if you were to watch, have you ever tried making any videos in uh, like say high school, Colin? Or oh like, yeah. Yeah. How, how, looking back on those videos, what were they like? If you were Honestly, to watch Honestly, I was just making fun of teenage white girls that went to Starbucks. So they were awesome. <laughs> my name was Tiffany. And oh my God, my best friend Becky went to Starbucks without me. And I was so pissed off because he, because the barista who was there, the, you know, you know, the gay one, he's my favorite. Because <laughs> he's the reason I made him gay. So, you know, Whoa. just got to do my typical Tiffany stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't Fuck. think, I don't think. That I thought I thought that was funny, you know. Right. Well, most people when they look back on anything they made years, but like decades earlier, they look back on them. They're like, "This is the most cracked out shit I've ever I've ever fucking watched. Why did I make this? What were the choices here? Why does this exist? Why was I making this?" Like they regret everything about the about the video. Watching that video is essentially that kind of feeling that you get while watching it. It's cringe more than anything else. And uh, the reason oh, why it's no. yeah, the reason why it's so bad that it's good is because the music is actually really good. Like as a metalcore fanboy, I love um, the I like the music. The music's really good. <laughs> the video, fuck, it sucks. I'm sorry, baby, uh, but you have to go. And of course, yeah. the last one I got to pick out. It's my it's my wild card, Metallica. Do you want to guess what video? Metallica. <laughs> Do you want to guess? Is it whiskey in the jar? Oh, oh nope. I'll give you a hint. Friend, tick, tick, tock. Friend, is it, tick, tick, oh. tick. <laughs> Friend, tick, tock. Holy shit, frantic. Okay, I don't know how I'm supposed to describe. The, bi the biggest reason why, first of all, it's a pain to watch audio on. Audio off, you get the weirdest, trippiest experience of all time. I don't know why we're following a, ch uh, a, fucking, a fucking metal cock in the first place uh, once we start off. <laughs> um, if you saw the video, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um... But most importantly, it's weird seeing you have not seen the video. Oh, you're in for a treat. Once you once you actually I have not. Once you pull the video, you know exactly what I'm talking about when I say metal cock. Anyways, um <laughs> but the majority of the video is trying the band trying so desperately hard to act unhinged, and yet they are not actors in any sense of the word. At all. Whatsoever. I feel like Tommy Wiseau could do a better okay. job of acting unhinged than these guys. Anybody who has seen The Room oh, knows exactly. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. You know, yeah, exactly. If we, if Tommy Wiseau could have done a better no, job. No, it's, oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> yeah, did, there you go. <laughs> I, did, I did not hit her. I did not hit her. I, it's a lie. It's bullshit. I did not hit That's her. That's bullshit. I did, I did not. not hit her. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. Yeah. Yeah, surprisingly enough, Tommy, Tommy Wiseau would have done a better job acting unhinged. <laughs> so. Wow. <laughs> That's the best way to describe it, because the rest of it, I think I blacked out for watching the music, that music video, because, uh, I don't know, I guess the fucking, the drums finally got to me. Fuck you, Lars. Um, oh. So those are my three choices. Of, <laughs> so of the three, of the three music videos I've, I've chosen, we got uh, Robin the Bank, The Cool Way. We've got yeah. Cringy High School Music Video in the Middle East, 
and frantic tick 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 fuck you. Of those three choices. Breaking the law. Breaking the law hands down. Breaking the law, yeah. I'm sorry, but no, one, I, it's the only one I know, but two, it's Judas Priest. And I know, you like know they, that music video. That music video is iconic for the, all iconic, the right reasons. <laughs> it's an it's a classic music video, but I'm so, yeah. now it's, you could tell even even by Judas Priest standard, it's a it, the Judas Priest music video has not aged well as uh, music has is fucking timeless, right? Music video not so much. <laughs> all right, so final round here. We've got our okay. two music videos lined up, so. Between, oh, my kidding, it's no real contest. Between robbing a bank with, uh, with with the rock stars or fucking the gargoyle, Colin, what is your vote for the best so bad it's good music video? Honestly, as much as I love Jesus Priest, I'm sorry, boys, but I gotta go with my pick just because it's one of those what the hell and and here's the thing it's not an old music video it was made in like 2018 2017 maybe 2019 so it's it's new so they did this within the past five years honestly as much as i would hate to go against my own pick yeah no i agree with you as soon as i as soon as i put them up against each other i'm like wait what have i done <laughs> there's no contest here <laughs> fucking and it's either you're robbing a bank the cool way or you're fucking a gargoyle that's not <laughs> there's no real contest here on which one is the most what yeah. the fuck <laughs> no exactly I will say this, though. I am surprised none of us picked Primus, like a Primus music video at all. Oh, missed opportunity. Next time. <laughs> no, that's the next podcast. Reviewing every Primus music video we could find. <laughs> Absolutely, hands down. All right, well, Colin, thank you so much once again for coming out to the podcast. Colin of Thrasher's Paradise, as real quick, shout out everything you're on and shout out uh, whatever videos you're working on now as well. Ooh, interesting. Okay. Well, everyone, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook, Thrasher's Paradise. If you want to follow me personally on Instagram, it's the Sterlings underscore Paradise because I want to keep it somewhat relevant to Thrasher's Paradise. Um, I am currently right now, as this is being recorded on Monday, I hope by this point, whenever this video is up, my my review of Malice Divine's self-titled debut full length is out and into the world. You can also check out my previous couple of interviews. I talked to St. John's Newfoundland black metal band Arctic about their upcoming release. I talked to uh, Rain, a Chicago thrash metal band, about what's happening with them. And you just never know with me who's going to be my next guest, what's coming on. Uh, But also stay tuned for the near future when everything's getting back to normal because I do plan on having a kind of like a, a coffee talk show called Tea Time with Thrashers, and maybe Tom might have to be a guest on it. I look forward to it if you do bring me on, man. I love I love bringing you on to my podcast, so I I would love to see how uh, how it would work, uh, what, what madness might come up Perfect. if I go on your show. Well, Colin, thanks again so much for coming on to the podcast, Excellent. and as, as for that new video hopefully coming out soon, if it's not out yet, make sure to subscribe to Thrasher's Paradise so that you get notified when that video comes out. Or if it is out, go fucking watch the video. Colin, once again, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's a pleasure always having you on here. Thank you so much for bringing me on, Tom. It's always a pleasure to come back on. You just listened to MRP. 
the Metal Robot Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to MRP. You can check us out online, YouTube, Metal Robot Reviews, Facebook and Twitter at The Metal Robot, and Instagram at The.MetalRobot. You can also check out everything we do on TheMetalRobot.com for videos, reviews, press, and so much more. I'm Tom McKay of Metal Robot Reviews signing off. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and I'll see you in the mosh pit next time. Have a good night.